0: top Boston, it's Celtics Express, where we bring you
1: the latest in the quest for Banner 18. It's the prince of the parquet, the captain of Causeway, the governor of green. Oh wait, really? He quit? Okay then, here's your host, Jay Corwin. Hey, 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 hey. Welcome into Celtics Express, the only spot to find all the numbers, sounds, and chatter. You need to be a responsible NBA fan in just 10 to 15 minutes at a shot. We come at you with recaps, previews, several mornings a week. Keep track of us on iTunes, otgbasketball.com, Blog Talk Radio, and of course, at Celtics Express on Twitter. On this journey into the Celtics beat, we're joined by Celtics studio host for 98.5 The Sports Hub in Boston, Mr. Sean Silver will look back at Tuesday night's letdown at TD Garden, touch on the ITPPFU drama, remember JoJo White, and ponder the future of the Cavaliers. Hall of Famer JoJo White, two-time NBA champion with Boston. Died at age 71 Tuesday. We'll highlight his career coming up. First, we recap A.D. doing work in Boston. Another monster performance from Anthony Davis. Carrying the Pelicans to a 116-113 overtime win against the Celtics. At TD Garden Tuesday night, Davis exploding forty five point sixteen rebounds. New Orleans picking up their third straight win. Holding the Greens' seven-game winning streak at the same time. Davis's effort on the back of a 48 point performance against the knicks on martin luther king day davis on the recent stretch of success well, i'm just trying to carry the team um we're just having fun honestly uh, there's nothing more to it that's the kind of attitude you get with ad not often do you hear a guy say he's having fun carrying his team davis of course getting the gordon hayward will cheer for you if you come here treatment before the game from the garden He then dropped 25 points in the first half alone drew holiday with 23.7 dimes in the victory for the pelicans boston did outscore the pelicans. Pelicans by 10 points in the second half to force overtime after another slow start. After standing and watching Anthony Davis like a middle school team most of the night, when Davis struggled in the fourth, he was 0 for 3 from the floor and just 4 points in the period. The Pelicans were still able to overcome Boston's 5 point lead late. Kyrie Irving with 27 points, 24 of those in a very good second half effort. But Kyrie, after the game, telling reporters they need to play a more complete game. We can't come back every game is you know it's as simple as that uh where teams are
0: going to come in and, and sometimes they're going to hold the lead and they're going to play well and they were feeling pretty comfortable tonight uh, in terms of their offense and what they were doing uh, you know making it tough within the lane um, on my drives and, and on our penetration. when well, you have two great bigs like that and demarcus and anthony and then um, you know drew was just solid and, and John tripped in as well and, um, they,
1: were, they were they were playing pretty well like, with a great pace and, um, we were on our heels for a little bit until we started fighting back. Jalen Brown and Marcus Smart each with 16 points in the loss. Marcus Morris with 12, but did help carry the offense in stretches. Just one of those games that feels like it got away. Yo, Uncle Al, what happened anyway?
0: I just think that we got lured into playing the way they were playing. They were playing like very free, up and down, just jacking up shots. And, um, and, and you know, and, and we kind of got baited into that a little bit and, you uh, we paid
1: for it. The C's shied away from the paint big time on offense against Big Bogey and the Octopus. Anthony Davis, that's my new nickname for him, spread the word there. Boston has attempted a season-high 53-pointers. A problem once overtime hit, though, as they went just one for four. Boston's previous high for three-pointers attempted this season, 43 against Atlanta in mid-November. So the Celtics lose for the first time of this calendar year, still leading the East at 34-11. and 11. With that, it's time for the Celtics Express customer service line. Teddy, too high Hit me with the good stuff. Got NBA on the brain? Call the sex line. Whoa there! That's Celtics Express Customer Service. Give us your take at 617 807 0013 to be heard on the show. Certainly do that. Give us a ring anytime. We will try and get you on the show. We welcome in 98.5, the Sports Hub's Sean Silver, studio host for the Celtics on the flagship network. Sean, thanks for taking a couple minutes here on Celtics Express. Good morning, sir. How are you? Doing pretty well. We want to welcome you in, as always, on Celtics Express. We really appreciate your time. A sad night before we get into the game. NBA Hall of Famer Celtics legend JoJo White passing away Tuesday at the age of 71 after a battle with cancer. Two-time NBA champion, Finals MVP, and Sean, seven-time All-Star and Olympic gold medalist during his career. Uh, Your thoughts on the passing of JoJo White? definitely not a guy that you want to look over when it comes to
0: Celtics history. And it's a part of the fact, uh, you know, this is such a, a rich tradition. There's such a depth of greatness in this city that he often did get overlooked. I mean, uh, certainly as a kid, uh, getting my basketball education, getting the, the bedtime stories, uh, from my father, which <laughs> often involved sports, uh, talk about the seventies Celtics, definitely ranked high on there. You know, you're talking about a guy who played in the era of Walt Frazier, uh, Tiny Archibald, his, he didn't have the eye-popping game or the stats, but the guy was just a winner and took home a couple of championships with his team. 488 games in a row he played in. That's the franchise record
1: in wow, the consecutive games.
0: And uh, this is a guy who was averaging 40 minutes a night uh, throughout that time. He and Havlicek and, and Cowens barely ever came off the floor. He put up some impressive numbers, and he won basketball games. And I guess my last thing would be, the, uh, the old sports radio trope of, of you know, what's, who's on your Mount Rushmore? And it really speaks to the Celtics uh, franchise greatness that, you know, there's so many people that you could pick out. Basically any other franchise in the NBA uh, – probably minus the Lakers, but JoJo White would be on that Mount Rushmore uh, just a, a great player a great part of the tradition and it speaks even more that, that people were talking not only about his performance on the court, but equally about his
1: personal qualities last night Yeah, I think well said, Sean. Not a lot to add to that. He did average north of 17 points per game in that career. And as you said, more than that, an omnipresent uh, presence uh, around the Celtics organization for years. Thoughts on the game? And I'm not very impressed with this finish, Mr. Silver. This one kind of annoying. We've talked about this recently, that one-on-one basketball that we see sometimes plaguing the Celtics in my eyes, and especially late in games. That was a major issue for me last night. (sighs) Yeah, and you'd think after a break that the
0: Celtics would have been rested. Uh, Instead, they were rusty, and we can talk about certainly the final moments of the game, but the defensive effort was certainly lacking from the outset. Uh, They looked out of sync offensively from the beginning, and it was another game where they had to come back, which might have played into their lack of ability to close at the end of this game. This was a night where they shot 53-pointers, which I'm not exactly sure if that's the franchise record.
1: Sounds like Um, a lot, Sean.
0: Um, they did make 38% of those threes, which is a good clip, but the uh, they were clearly timid to go into the lane, and uh, you know, their shot selection uh, definitely deserted them uh, late in the contest, but this was a New Orleans team, their hands were in the passing lanes, they got 32 points off of turnovers last night uh drew holiday running around scoring 23 points rondo definitely amped up
1: and you can just see it you can see it with rondo you can see it when he plays the celtics he just steps it up a notch
0: yeah absolutely and it it really showed me uh (laughs) i i don't miss him in the sense like i wish he was still on the team i just would miss watching him
1: every night anthony davis with another huge game as he goes on with the best week of his career He had 16 boards, 45 points. So with those rebounds, one thought that came to me, Sean, was they really still are having a lot of trouble with the elite rebounders in the league. As far as team rebounding, the Celtics much better than we saw last season. But against those elite rebounders, the top few guys, that could really be a problem if they try and muck it up come playoff time. Yeah, Al Horford, you know, I guess he did his best last
0: night against one of the elite players in the game. Um, He almost always gets the defensive assignments against your longer guys who can really pour in points and attack the boards. Uh, He did acquit himself with nine boards of his own last night and shot really effectively. He should have gotten the ball more. But Anthony Davis's line against Al Horford's line looks ridiculous. They didn't lose the uh, the rebounding battle by all that much as a team last night. But you know, that's really the kind of thing that they're going to have trouble with uh, when you have a monster, uh, an Andre Drummond or a, a Dwight Howard, it seems like a Dwight Howard or somebody like that, always has a big game against the Celtics just gobbling up rebounds and uh, it's definitely something that they're they're going to have to be
1: concerned with. We talked about some names. If you're a regular listener to the Celtics Express there you go. Uh, last last
0: week, talking about some names that might they might be able to import here uh, at the trade deadline or with a buyout. So we'll see how they address that. I like the effort out of their, I guess, nominal four bigs last night. Marcus Morris, although some of his shots weren't all that great, did give them some good energy, uh, gave them some defensive presence. I, you know, trying to match up against these uh, two stilts in the low post. Daniel Tice, as I mentioned, gave them some good minutes last night. Baines and Horford, uh, they tried their best,
1: but it's just a bad matchup for the Celtics. Yeah, you mentioned that there wasn't a huge disparity in the rebounding numbers. The thing for me, Sean, is that when Anthony Davis gets that rebound, rather than those rebounds being spread out, he's likely shooting 80-plus percent on those putbacks. So that's a, those are big-time rebounds. And the Pelicans with a big win at the Garden. But some more drama. Off the hardwood. So the plot thickened Tuesday afternoon. Paul Pierce telling ESPN he had a conversation with Danny Ainge, basically saying he doesn't want Isaiah Thomas to have that video tribute on February 11th. When they will raise Paul Pierce's jersey to the rafters, we know, of course, last time the Cavaliers were in town, they were going to play the video tribute. Isaiah Thomas asked for them to wait until February 11th because he was injured. That, of course, caused a major controversy. I told you on this program before, I think there's no way the Celtics run that video tribute. Now Paul Pierce comes out and shares what he and Danny Age spoke about. Paul Pierce on Tuesday said that he thought the only reason the Celtics agreed for the February 11th date was that they felt bad about dealing Isaiah Thomas. To me, that was an interesting takeaway from that, Sean. We then fast forward to a tweet from Isaiah Thomas saying he now doesn't want the video tribute on that night. He doesn't want to upstage Paul Pierce's semantics of the tweet a little bit funky. So the tweet said verbatim, I'd like to thank the Celtics for their gracious offer to play a video tribute February 11th, celebrating my three years in Boston. But since it appears this is the section I have a bit of an issue with, Sean, but since it appears this has caused some controversy with Paul Pierce's night, I'd ask the Celtics instead to focus all of their attention on 30 34's career. That's like one of those half-hearted apologies. But since it appears that you're angry, I'm sorry that you're annoyed instead of just saying, I overlook this. I
0: absolutely agree with you, and I'd love to say, oh, thank God it's over. But <laughs> this is... Uh... I guess we could have seen this coming. You know, Paul Pierce never, never shied away from saying anything that he felt when a microphone was in front of him. I don't know how this should go or shouldn't go. I, I suppose they should have, if they're going to do a tribute video, which is just something that they do nowadays, then they probably should have done it the first time that the player came back to town and been done with it at that point. I, I just, you know, I want to have my time to remember Paul Pierce's career. Uh, you know, think about the things that he meant to me as a fan, and hopefully we can just move on down the road on this. But it's it's sure to have this kind of bubbling drama, and uh, if the Celtics meet the Cavaliers again down the road, say in a postseason series, we're just going to hear more and more and more of that because that's.
1: Just the sensational story that everybody's going to focus on. Just another chapter in the long novel that is the Cavaliers and Celtics, so we'll see if that is renewed this spring. Meanwhile, we think about the Cavaliers. They aren't buried yet, but are you starting to peek at the ground a bit, Sean?
0: It's, uh, <laughs> it's becoming a concern. It kind of makes me wonder about Ty Lu at this point. Um, it just it, it seems like there's no control over there right now, and we know this is LeBron's team, so you have to think. This is sort of on LeBron to get his troops together. As we said, a lot of pieces there in Cleveland that have you know, one specific skill, and they're just not really gelling together all
1: that much. Dissension seems like it could be imminent for the Cavs. So, of course, a lot of fun for the Celtics to watch. Another good <laughs> recap from Mr. Sean Silver, 98.5, the sports hub at the Silver Fox on Twitter. A great follow, Sean. We appreciate your time. As always, we will talk to you soon. Thanks. I appreciate yours. The one and only Sean Silver, such a polite lad. We appreciate his time. As always, great insight from him. It's now time to head west for Celtics Express and our Lakers watch. The Lakers closing out a three-game road trip against the Thunder Wednesday evening. The Lakers 15-28, and 28, seven and a half games out of a playoff spot in the West. More importantly, just three games ahead of the Hawks for that NBA seller position. Lonzo Ball out again Wednesday night with his bum knee. Brandon Ingram will play after missing Monday's game. Next up for the Celtics, it's who else? The Philadelphia 76ers once again in Boston on Thursday evening. The Sixers come in winners of 6 of 8 on the heels of a five-game losing streak. The Celtics have won all three matchups against the Sixers this season, including last Thursday's London game. J.J. Redick out. He's on the mend with what's being called a small quarter-goal crack in his left knee. He's been huge this season, more than 17 points a game. Expect to miss a couple of weeks. With that, we wrap another episode of Celtics Express. We thank our producer, Teddy Tuhat, our guest, Sean Silver, our legions of fans, and, of course, Dr. James Naismith. We remember Celtics great JoJo White as well. Find us on Blog Talk Radio, iTunes, OTG Basketball, and on Twitter at Celtics Express. Stay warm out there. Until next time, I'm your host, Jay Corwin. See you at the Garden.